This is Trash Talk Sunday Night Live. No, it's not live, <laughs> it's, but it is August the 22nd, 2021, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. <laughs> oh, uh, my goodness. Well, I mean, you are live, so we're live. Yeah, but not that kind of live. I don't. You're living. <laughs> that's that's what happens when you use the same sheet and you just alter it for each show. <laughs> yes, that's uh, right. The same, the same shite. The same. Sh- Let me just take that out of there. That, 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 that. Okay. All right. So, hello, Dennis Lee. Hey, Donald Wayne. How are you? How's this Sunday been? I'm as happy as two frogs on a tree with no leaves. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me to explain that. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, you better leave that one alone. Well, starting of another week. My golly, golly, golly. Last full week of August coming up. And yes, uh, we're almost there. We're just we just about chiseled this this that gum thing yeah. away, haven't we? Uh, twinkling right around the car. Getting, what? What? Right near it. Oh. Right near it. <laughs> You're doing what? You're <laughs> get 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 your uh, foot out of the light socket and you won't twinkle. Yeah, goodness, come on in. The water's fine. Did, did anybody ever convince you to stick your tongue to a frozen uh, uh, sign no. pole or anything? No. Luckily, I had seen that movie way before anybody attempted to have me <laughs> do that. And we didn't have the, that many times in Texas with the temperatures like that. So That's true. Um, it it was, was not a common occurrence. Did anybody ever convince you to stick your head through the bicycle bar rack? No, no, no. We did uh, convince somebody to get inside of a dryer one time at a laundromat. So convinced you, or are you convinced somebody no. else? We, well, my friends convinced one of our friends to get in there. Yeah, um, and do one one round of the tumble. Mm. I hope you didn't put it on high. No, but we did have fabric sheets in there. You got to keep people soft. <laughs> Oh. It was it was that the old style dryers with the, the locking doors? I mean those things were dangerous yeah. because if they put yeah, you in there really you, huge ones. Yeah, and they had locking doors. Yeah. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah. 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 But he still actually managed to kick the door out. And this this poor place didn't have any cameras inside, so it was probably lucky for us. We thought we were trying to vandalize the place. Well that was unheard of back then, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we barely had cameras for for news reels and stuff. I mean, it was uh yeah. the, the ancient age. When did we actually Golly, uh I remember even back when I first started my business, I was I had to use a digital camera. I got excited and went out and bought a digital camera instead of First I started out with a Polaroid to take shot pictures of jobs. And then they came out with a digital camera because the camera, uh, the uh, you know, technology was <laughs> getting better. And I used that digital right camera. Yeah. Oh, it was. And then all you had to do is download it down to your computer or upload yeah. it. I don't know which. You know, I don't know if you're going up or down depending on what you're with. But yeah. are we uh, are we on the internet or in the internet? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then uh, I guess I, I use that for five or six years and then 
Then came along the cell phone. So um, I remember, I still remember the, the uh, photoshops, you know, when uh, uh, here in Atlanta, Wolf Camera was a big, big uh, enterprise. You know, he had. Yeah, he had, they used to have one little store right there by the, by your house. Um, I remember not too long ago. Really? I haven't paid yeah. attention, but. In that little shopping center where that little restaurant is now. Yeah, they had a wolf camera. That was wolf camera and video. Sure was. Hmm. Oh, I think you're right. I think I do. I should remember it. But yeah, you're right. Uh, well, that was a big thing. I mean, you know, you had to uh, take your pictures to somebody, you know, if you, to get them developed, and uh, or you could send them off. And then uh, Target started doing it, and I guess Walmart did it too. You could develop, and the drugstores, of course. Golly, I mean, how times have changed and put all those See, people folks, out of that's business. A, that's a history they're not teaching you in school, folks. That, that's right. Uh, they're, they're not teaching you. You you think life is simple. <laughs> or or you think it's hard. If you think it's hard, just have to deal with taking a picture. Oh, there's my boat, people. All right, hang yeah, on. You got a party going on over there. I got, to, I got. I'm missing out. I feel a little. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, that's uh, the boat people. But, the boat uh, people. Okay. It's the. It's the. I think it's called the boat montage. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> that was in the movie Sahara. I think I've told you that before. Oh, okay. When they were going down the river and they were having a good old time. Um, um, what were we talking about anyway? So yeah, people think life <laughs> is hard today and uh, right. you actually had to take your pictures to somebody to get them developed. I remember when Sears used to be a big deal to take your film and stuff there. And then of course they did portraits and that kind of thing. But I don't know. Does Sears even do that anymore? Who does portraits i didn't know sears was still in business um uh yeah well i think they still have a place at the mall of course i haven't been by the mall in in quite some time i i, I think we've decided that it's been sold didn't we decide they were going to close that mall yeah town, I'm pretty sure town open up like the uh 50 plus um living there you know Those well, not not in the mall i hope they, no, 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 I don't believe. Well, they're going to knock them all down. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah, I'll take the place where the food court was. <laughs> yeah, right. You remember well, when we used to slop down, you know, uh, hot, greasy chicken over here? I mean, that's that was a delight. Um, I, I tell you, one of my favorite things. Nashville chicken is what I meant to say. Yeah, Nashville chicken. I don't know about yeah. Nashville chicken. You never had Nashville? Well, you wouldn't eat it anyway. It was too spicy. Oh yeah, Nashville no. Nashville hot. Yeah. They had that at the mall? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think you get chicken on a stick though. All day long. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> my my favorite smell. Uh oh, there was wow. two favorite smells at the mall. <laughs> you, depending on where you go in at. One was that uh Cinnabon place. Uh I, I love the the smell of cinnamon in the mall, you know, when the Cinnabon, Cinnabon place was there. And then that cookie place. What was that? Uh, what was that called? Uh, cookie heaven, cookie, all about cookies or 
put this cookie in your mouth or something like that. What was that place called? Um, uh, yeah, Famous Amos, no? Uh, American Cookie Store or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Something right, like yeah. that. Anyway, yeah. That that place had some when the, when the chocolate chip cookies were baking and you could that aroma filled them all. I mean, what are they going to do about Santa now? They they I mean, you're going to have to go to Walmart to sit in Santa's lap. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a cut. Well, if you're sitting on Santa's lap in Walmart, that's not Santa, I hate to tell you. <laughs> um I definitely would advise against that. <laughs> what you <laughs> nothing, think? Nothing against Walmart, but uh, I don't think that that's. Uh, I guess don't they have a Santa on the square once a year down here in Marietta? They do. They do. Yeah, I think All so. Right. You could go go to the outdoor Santa. You know, it's it's eighty degrees outside, and you're sitting on Santa's lap. He's sweating. You know. From all that cocaine use. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. They say. Well, you know. They said something about snow. He likes snow. So I just assumed that that's what they were talking about. Well, anyway. Fond memories. But, yeah, I, I will kind of miss. I miss the mall the way it was 20 years ago. I don't miss the way the mall is now. I mean, it used to be a neat place to go. You could go have lunch. You could shop around for stuff, you know, that you probably couldn't afford. Uh, but, you know, occasionally you could buy things, you know, a few little clothing items here and there. I really like the old Sears stores. Back when Sears was really a power player, I used to buy all of my tools at Sears because if you broke anything or wore, even wore it out like a screwdriver and you, you just kind of wore it out, you could take it back to Sears and they'd give you a brand new one. No charge. Huh. And it was that way with most of their Sears brand, all their craftsman tools had that kind of warranty on it. But um, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I guess we've killed it. So. Jeez. Well, it happens. I guess it happens. Get replaced. Everything gets replaced sooner or later. Even people. <laughs> Even did, people. Did, did you see? Uh, I think it was on. A, I think it was on Fox News. Maybe it was Friday night. I believe they were showing on somebody's show these new robots that look almost look like something you could see in one of those uh space movies they uh yeah. didn't they, they had a head that would turn you had you know things for eyes and stuff they could run and jump uh they could even turn somersaults but yeah uh, yeah i've actually i got it uh, by uh was it boston dynamic i didn't catch the name of it but they looked like they okay. had a, a a pack on their back they almost looked like military yes. robots yeah, and, that's and all they're, they're, we've been, go ahead. Yeah, well, they're they're curved, so when they when they would lean over, they could roll and then pop back up. So, yeah, we've amazing. actually got one um, video think of that on our one of our Twitter feeds that shows two of them doing some kind of weird, um, almost like Olympic style 
Um, were, were they jumping they from like stools or something? Yeah, jumping from well, one no, to another? Jumping from, not stools. They were jumping from block to block and then they had yeah. to uh, run and do something. And then, yeah, it was this whole little obstacle course. Yeah, uh, that's probably the same thing I saw. Yeah, it was yeah, two of them. Yeah. And they well, had, yeah. it looked like they had backpacks on, but they were curved at the top. So when they dipped and rolled over, they could pop back up real quick. I mean, it was yeah. freaky. Yeah, they're uh, they're you know who's going to start using that probably for anybody else to be military, um, but they're they're working on that for to use in places where um, you don't want to send humans, you know. Um, it makes but, sense. I mean, I think that, you know, it probably wouldn't hurt for police forces to have them too. Yeah, or um, you know, bring on the Terminator. I guess would be the next thing. So. Uh, you know, it had good intentions, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions, is it not? Well, everything that they tell us is going to be good for us has always ended up being a negative, so in, in some form or fashion. Oh, geez. Um, all right, hold on here. Oh. Sorry, that was our uh, ATL red alert button. Um, we had a report just come in from WSB TV. If those who are interested in anything going on in Atlanta, um, do you know who Young Thug is, Donald Wayne? I may have heard the name. Okay, well, he was just being—he's just been gifted a hundred acres of land for his thirtieth birthday, and he's going to build his own city which will be called Slime City. Um, and this okay. is true. This, I'm not making this up. You, are you BSing me here, Dennis no, Lee? No, I'm not, I'm yeah, not I've, making it. I, I'm, I'm getting the truth I'm, meter out here. I'm not making this up. Uh, he's a, his actual name is Jeffrey Williams, and he was given the land by his manager and a real estate agent, um, Trey Williams. So it sounds like it's all in the family. Um, and he said he's going to build a place called Slime City, uh, it's more like a subdivision than a city, but it uh, has its references are to some albums uh, he made from 2015 to 2016. So when it all gets put together, nobody really knows exactly when it's going to happen or where, but uh, they believe there's a small lake there, I guess, maybe where they'll have the slime. And um, yeah, you know, one day you'll be able to live there in Slime City. People will be um, lining up for that. So okay, well, I just came that came across the wire. I just thought I'd share that real quick. Uh, I I appreciate that. Now I'm I can't hear out of my right ear, but uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I thought you were going down that road. Uh, there was, uh, I think, we talked about this months ago. I saw a story where um, a group of fairly well-to-do black, um, uh, black, I started to say black American, black citizens uh, in the Atlanta area are purchasing or have purchased some land going down towards, uh, it's between Peachtree City and um, what's the next town down that way? Um, oh, gosh. I can't, well, it doesn't really matter Noonan? anyway. No. Yeah. Yeah. Around Noonan, um, uh, that they're, they're buying a bunch of acreage there 
and they're going to build a city, uh, but it's only going to be for uh, black Americans to live there. It's uh, I don't know how they're going to get away with that, but that was the talk because everything, all the promotion was about, you know, a place for uh black Americans can go and live and, and be safe and, and be free from racism and all that other stuff. So they're planning on, I don't know if that's moved forward or not, but that was, uh, it was a serious story. I read, gosh, might even have been like November of last year. Hmm. It's going to spend a lot of money on it, but, uh, well, you know, whatever people want to spend their money on, I guess, I guess, I mean, you know, I guess if you could get out in the boondock somewhere, you know, and get get enough acreage, you could get together with. I mean, you know, we we have a little subdivision down the street from me that uh, a group of friends got together and bought, and uh, I think there's like ten houses in there, and uh, it's a gated thing, and they got a little lake. So, uh, hmm. of course, my question was always, well, you know, what if what if they stop being friends? <laughs> Is there some kind of clause that you have to move out or sell well, it to the others? Well, they say the nudists stick together, Donald Wayne. I don't the nudists? Ah, well, I have I have not seen any <laughs> any bouncies going around over there. But, oh, my. Uh, <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, of course, it is gated, so I, I can't actually or uh, would not go. want probably to get have, in. have a tall fence. <laughs> Okay, so a bunch of stuff going yeah, on for the weekend. I mean, they're they're savaging Biden on this uh, Afghanistan thing, and it's oh. it's really sad. And it's really the more people, more experts that I hear talk about this. I mean, uh, we're going to be in deep caca because of this. With yeah around the world because uh we look we look like a bunch of wussies and i use the term the the term i could use <laughs> wussies well they said that this is going to have uh a, a long lasting ramifications and we're going down a dark hole that um we're going to start feeling the effects of rather quickly unfortunately yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it upsets me because I think, and we've talked about this before as well, that, I mean, these people that run our country are supposed to be some of the brightest and the smartest and the best of us, right? I mean, you'd think that if you get to be president of the United States, that you got to be pretty sharp. Of course, we knew this one wasn't before he even got elected, but, uh, you got to be better than the average Joe, if no right. pun intended. And uh, all, all of these military leaders and all these diplomats and all these people surrounding Joe Biden, and they allow this stupid ass fiasco to occur. And we're getting eaten up. Uh, and, and our enemies are dancing around like crazy and uh, bragging about the demise of the United States. Well, so, unfortunately, I, I don't believe there's any um, coincidences. So, yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because 
when you start putting things together, you know, we've had so many negatives, especially since COVID last year, or even it started really, you know, when Donald Trump became president. That's mm-hmm. that's when they started seeming to have all kinds of these uh, fanatical ideas. Just they they felt comfortable bringing them out in the open. But you think about it, you know, they talk about uh, defunding the police or, or changing the role of police in the society. They they talk about CRT and, and trying to dumb down our, our kids and get them all to hate our country uh, and even hate white people. Right. Um, uh, the destroying of the monuments, the destroying of history, the rewriting of history. Look at all this stuff. Everything that we see that that's that's gone on and and the last few years is all about the destruction of America. And then we have this idiot president that goes in there, even though, again, I always say Donald Trump was the one who said we're going to pull out of Afghanistan, but, uh, you know, supposedly under a, a different circumstances than we're dealing with today. And I truly believe if things started deteriorating, that they would have advised Donald Trump to stop or hold off or do something differently than what Biden did. Biden just like, Hey, you know, let's go. Right. And now after pulling the majority of them out, he had to turn around, send troops back in. It's just, but all of this stuff just adds up to make America look like, you know, we're falling apart. Well, we are in in many ways. Well, you know, I think the current administration wants us to look that way. Unfortunately, I think it's sad. It's a sad day as Americans. Um, But you just can't, I just have, I, I just can't believe that, these individuals are that incompetent and that idiotic. It almost, it almost is, looks malicious. I know. I know. Cause they had to know if, if, if they have, <laughs> if they have any intelligence at all. I mean, look at, we spent years studying uh, these cultures and these situations and they talk about the, having a base there. And of course, yes, you know, a lot of people are on the plus side of, you know, we don't want any more Americans to die in Afghanistan, but according to everything that I hear there, you know, none of no American troops have died in well over a year. We're not in an active fighting role anymore. We were just there to let the Afghan army know that, Hey, we've got your back. If you get into a situation, we've got our air force here in case you get in a situation and to think that these people were going to stand up against these cruel, I mean, they, I just heard another story before we started tonight about uh, this Laura, uh, not Laura, but uh, another one that's on there all the time. Uh, She talked about, uh, she knew of an interpreter that uh, they, they questioned him, uh, the, uh, uh, they, they captured him. Then they questioned him. They had his family there and they finally made him speak English. And soon as he spoke English, she said they beheaded him. They oh killed goodness. him because all they want, they knew if he was speaking English that he probably helped the Americans out. And, uh, I don't think they killed the wife, but they, I think she said they beat, beat the wife. 
so the Taliban, I mean, come on. I, I don't know. I don't know what these people were thinking. I absolutely don't know what they – and like I say, they're supposed to be the smartest and the brightest. We got these people running our country, and they keep making these mistakes, and we they keep allowing these uh, these policies and these, these idiotic ideas to permeate our society right now, and it's like – it's like we're live. It's almost like we're living in a third world country, right? Well, you know, it, it started. It started with the when the election when it was finalized, <clears throat> slipping in socialism. What better way to do that than take advantage of the situation we have with the pandemic and uh, pass as many of these uh, erroneous bills that you can to spend our money for your agenda. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I read this article on one of the mini pods where they were talking about this oil thing with Biden and him shutting down the pipeline and, and canceling all the uh, the drilling leases on federal lands in, in this country. And then we get in a situation where the price of oil is going up. So what does he do? He goes and asks uh, people who maybe on paper are our friends, but they're not really our friends to, to produce more oil. And they've told him they're not going to do it. And it's like, yeah, so the person actually told him to go pound sand, <laughs> which was ironic. So yeah, that was kind of a pun, wasn't it? But the crazy thing, and somebody, somebody pointed this out in an article and I didn't really think about this angle of it. Uh, but so Basically, Biden administration is saying it's okay. You know, the reason they were cutting back on the pipeline here and, and the drilling here is for environmental reasons, right? Well, but it's okay for us to buy oil from people who don't really care about environmental issues. You think Russia's really tuned in to environmental issues or OPEC is tuned in? Um it's okay to buy it from somebody else and bring it over here. And we're still polluting. I mean, the bottom line is the use of the, the petroleum products, the oil and so forth, not, not the transport across the country, even though, and I've seen this article as well, uh, several, several months ago, um, that now with the pipeline shut down, they're having to transport the oil by trucks, which is creating more carbon, <laughs> you know, a bigger carbon footprint. So this, this BS that, that Biden and his, his bunch are telling us about this uh, global warming. And this is the reason we're going to do all this with the oil. It just doesn't wash because the pipelines were the most efficient way to move it and had less of an effect on uh, carbon emissions because it wasn't being carried around by a bunch of trucks. Right. But um, uh, it's, it just doesn't make sense. All this stuff is starting not to make sense in this country. And I, I think, you know, uh, these people who have been in charge and, and kind of been working in the shadows all these years, uh, they're, they're finally realizing that it's going to be hard to keep secrets anymore. Because there's too much social media. There's too many people with... Uh, cell phone cameras and too many people, you know, uh, that are willing 
to film something or record something and, and sell it to somebody, you know, for money. So, um, but it, it's basically Biden's arguments are bullshit. Well, they need to get good, you know, people need to get good and damn ready for the elections coming up to where we can start taking care of this. If not, I know. I mean, right now we, we don't, well, I'm going to say we don't have anybody to blame but ourselves, but actually we don't have ourselves to blame for this one. So um, I, I'm not even going to go down that hole right now, but um, <laughs> we will have ourselves to blame if we don't get this done in this next round of elections. Well, I did uh, see today that I think uh, Democrats are trying to get that, they, they're trying to push that voter bill again in Congress, which, you know, God help us if they pass that thing. That's all I can say. Uh, we'll, we'll probably have to have some serious, serious protesting. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that if, if they go ahead with some of these things they've been wanting to do, that all the states that are led by Republican legislators and, and, and governors will just say, screw you, we're not going to participate. You know, you can pass any law you want. We're not going to participate. You know, and if, and if all the Republican states stick together, then I think there's some power in that. I think there's some clout in that. But, you know, one or two states probably couldn't make any difference. So if it's just Texas and Florida, I don't know how much good they would do. But it's, you know, this voter law thing will change everything in this country. People don't really realize it. But uh, I'm not exaggerating. If you look at many of the parts of that bill, it's just absolutely going to change it to where it'll be very difficult for another Republican to ever win an office in this country, except maybe yeah. some local local things right no people you know and actually they you know i saw it was either today or yesterday evening that the government's approval and i, I say the government's but you know they it was just on biden but i kind of you know put that all in one one big lump there the approval was less than uh 50 so it was down to like 48 47 percent so lowest has been um, since it started and look, not that Trump's approval level didn't go down to, um, I don't, I don't know how low it got. We, he did have some low numbers here and there, but this one's going down and it's not coming back up. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, no downward spiral. There's nothing. It's just one misstep after another. So it's, um, and if they, they do surveys on individual issues with Joe Biden and the percentages are even lower than that. If, if he gets graded on stuff like the, uh, the border crisis, you know, his ratings are lower. I think they're in the thirties, even, uh, with a good portion of the country, um, jobs, uh, some people still giving him, they're, they're not hurting him too bad on uh, the economy right now, but I can't imagine that's going to last much longer. Um, so. No, the uh, economy's getting worse and worse. And look, I'm not trying, you know, it's hard to bring all this to everyone. And, and we're not bringing some of these things to people that they haven't already heard. Right. But, you know, it's not a bright picture. You know, things will end up getting better. But right now, 
um, the current administration we have is is not going to get it done. So there needs to be some changes, and that's how we're ha- going to have to start is with this next round of elections, and damn well have somebody in place by the next presidential election um, I, to fix all this. I saw a general, I think he's a retired general that was being interviewed uh, late today on somebody's show. And um, he basically said that because of what Biden has done in Afghanistan, um, he shouldn't be impeached. He should be court-martialed because as commander of the chief commander in chief of the armed forces in this country, he's responsible for what went on or what's going on in Afghanistan. And he says that actions that he's created over there are worthy of a court martial. He said, if somebody, some other military leader had done, had made those decisions, they would be subject to court martial. But since he's not actually in the in the military, I don't know that they could court martial him. <laughs> um, well, I mean, look at look at the, the 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 conditions that have now been created, um, and not that some of them weren't already there, and now they're 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 even more so created with the vacuum of us just leaving all together, you know, and all these. Um, you know when we did that when we did that exchange for uh, Bird what what's his name yeah Bergdahl. that idiot we we exchanged five of these individuals from Guantanamo and one of them's one of the high ranking uh, people's in the, people in the Taliban right I think, now I think he's second in in command yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken and then all these people that have been let out of prison over there. And the individuals who are losing their family members that were actually helping us, you don't think that they didn't just turn those into instant terrorists uh, or people who would would want to do harm to our government and not necessarily our people, but to our government in any way that they could for lying to them all these years? And just like, okay, well, you know, we don't have any more use for you. Sorry about that, buddy. I hope you make it. Um, well, they've done movies about those kind of subjects where people right. have, well, have actually, been turned for that very actually, reason. Actually, we're, we're, like I was telling you, we're watching Homeland. We're about in season five right now. And it is very scary how close that is to what's going on right now. You know? And um, yeah, and that series actually came out while Obama was president. <laughs> right. Exactly. I just. Um, it's a lot. And, and yes, something should happen. There should be a total investigation that shouldn't last until he's, you know, his term is up. It should be something that is expedited because um, you're talking about human lives here. You're not talking about somebody's tax records. This is uh, about human lives that are being lost right now. And look, and if Trump had made some, has made some kind of deal to where this was going to be bad for us and this was coming coming about and the, the gears were already turning and this thing was going through, then someone should have damn well stopped and said, this is suicide. We're not doing it. So, you know, I, I don't believe, you know, I don't believe that everything that Trump did put us in this bad situation that we're in right now. I just don't believe it. 
No, and I, I don't think it would have. I don't. I, I think as conditions changed, when we started seeing the Taliban start taking over more parts of the country, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, I think people would have gone to Trump and said, hey, man, we, we can't do this. <laughs> you right. know, we, we need to do something different. This this general, this retired general was saying uh, also, he said, you know, the fact that we pulled all of our troops out of some of these re- other cities through Afghanistan and, and left these people stranded doesn't even make sense. You know, we, we, we basically left ourselves open. And, um, I mean, you know, I, there's all kinds of, it's, it's a hard subject because there are a lot of people that did not want to see, including myself, want to see another American have to die in that country for, for, you know, for whatever, whatever reason we were supposedly still there 20 years later. Uh, I've seen several generals, several military experts say we should have gotten out of there after, you know, really by the time Barack Obama came into office. And in fact, Barack Obama had an opportunity to, to change our involvement in in Afghanistan and he decided against it. So there's, there's probably a lot of people that get to take credit for the screwed up situation there. Right. Well, like we were talking the other night with our, um, our friend from Canada, Brandon, I think it was sweet Brandon. Yeah. Sweet Brandon that, um, out of all the four, last presidents um trump probably has the least culpability in everything that's gone on right you know, obama had a big chance to make some changes um especially yeah if you want to continue it and then you get osama bin laden then um you know yeah you got to leave some people behind for intel do you can want to constantly get uh, intelligence you know um you want to constantly get information passed through to our government but you know you don't. I just can't believe that that the Trump administration would have pulled out and left all the interpreters behind without some, you know, almost like a witness protection program for them, and definitely wouldn't have left our people behind to be wondering how they're going to get the hell out of there. You know, and then look at look at how what the leaders have said across across the globe about what we've done. And you can go to some of those clips at the the parliament over in Britain, and um, that's you know that's a slap in the face that's well deserved. Biden, I stand by what I said long, many, many moons, many, many months ago. <laughs> I don't think Biden's going to serve out his term. I would be surprised if he if he uh, is allowed to stay in office or he decides to stay in office beyond this first year, I really, I don't know why I don't have anything to back that up other than he's just, it's one fiasco after another. And eventually it's somebody's going to say, I, the only, only thing that might save him is I don't think the Democrats want Kamala in there unless they feel like they can control well, her. You don't want Kamala and you damn sure don't want anybody like Pelosi. So what do we do? I mean, they got a an errand person around there that, that, that could handle the job. You know, somebody going out and picking up uh, coffee and donuts, maybe do a better job. I don't know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yes, I, I, I've been so tempted. Uh, I've tweeted a couple of things about, you know, I, I hope Democrats are happy 
or I actually, I, one time I said, I hope all you people who voted for Joe Biden are happy with what you got, you know, because all of the blame lies in their lap. And if any rhino Republicans that did not, could not stand to vote for Donald Trump, I hope you're happy with what you've got because you people are as much responsible for all this stuff that's going on today as those idiots sitting up there in Washington, D.C. Uh, and those people who want socialism, they're like, oh, yeah, I think it'd be great for the government to give us this, this. I tell you what, true socialism, you know, what's what's coming in, what's you know culminating right here? Um, go ahead and, and go down to Cuba and ask citizens there. Go down, down to Venezuela and ask citizens there. Go anywhere where socialism or the socialist experimenters in full swing and they'll tell you you're a freaking idiot to want something like that yeah nothing, Cuba, nothing that's worth having is free i i think i saw an article one time said in cuba uh i think the newest model car except for anybody except for the filthy rich down there it's like a 1980s model something uh and, and parts are hard to come by in Cuba for people with cars, but, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, I don't know. I, I think part of it's because we were asleep and we let, let our education system brainwash a lot of, uh, our youth and making them think this was a wonderful thing, but you know, we've been fighting and it's amazing since all this has been going on and I've been doing some some research for the articles and things that lead me back to uh, we've had socialists run for president in this country. We've had socialists run, run for political office. In fact, there was a, a, a black woman that ran for president in the 60s. I want to say somewhere around, well, it may have been in Lyndon Johnson's time. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember, but it was in the 60s, and she was a communist. She was running as a member of the Communist USA Party. So, you know, this thing about us trying to to ward off uh, socialism, communism in this country is nothing new. So they've been working on us for years, but we must have stopped paying attention or something because I don't – it's never been as as strong as it has been in in the last several years, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I don't think enough people actually know what the true definition of socialism is. You know, um, let's go to ye old Merriam Webster's definition. Uh, the the people have been giving us definitions since eighteen twenty eight. Um, Definition of socialism, number one, any of various economic and political theories advocating collective or governmental ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of goods. Two, a system of society or group living in which there is no private property. Hmm. A system or condition of society in which the means of production are owned and controlled by the state, the state being the government. A state of society in Marxist theory, transitional between capitalism and communism, and distinguished by unequal distribution of goods and pay according to work done. Yeah, you you think <laughs> you think wages are an issue now? 
Wait till socialism. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, um, we're, get, we're getting there in a hurry. Just look how uh, what the cost of goods and services are. Just look that you can't find an employee to run your business effectively. And you, what happens if you can't find employees to do the work, Donald Wayne, and you can't get it all done yourself? What are you going to have to eventually do? Well, your choice is either you're going to have to scale back your business or you'll just have to shut down your business. Yeah, and go to work for someone else or sit at home and collect a check. Well, that's uh-huh. what a lot of I think that's what a lot of people actually are waiting on. They're waiting on uh-huh. they see the promise and uh, Elon uh, not I don't think it's Elon Omar, it's that other the uh, the woman from um, New York with the shaved Talib. head. Yeah. Talib. Yeah. yeah, she's the one that wants guaranteed income for everybody. Um, and then there's other people. Of course, they, they're doing it out in California on a limited basis. So, you know, what the hell? Uh, I, I, I don't know how you convince. But see, like we were saying a few minutes ago, everything that they've been doing in the last several years has been to destroy America as America is. And one of the ways they try to do it is they convince everybody that, you know, one white people are bad. They're all racist or right. a majority of them are racist. And that's hard to understand since you got a bunch of dumbass white people that are standing on that same side as they are saying, yeah, white people are racist. Are you an idiot? <laughs> you think that they're not going to turn on you when, when, when they get what they want. But uh, this this thing, oh, yeah, I helped you out. You remember that? Yeah, I don't remember a thing, man. You need to get over there on the other side. But they're tearing things down. They're destroying this society. And, and they're making everything into something bad. And they're saying we need to rebuild. And we, you know, in, in, in the form of socialism. Right. It's just not going to work. And where are you people going to go when you let them destroy this country? Where do you think you're going to go and have this kind of freedom that, that we used to have? Right. Anyway. All right. I, well, <laughs> I could, go, I, um, you know, we could go on all night about this kind of stuff because every time I turn on the news now, it's hard for me not to be pissed off. Because I, I just don't, I don't understand people's mindset. And I, I read tweets sometimes. Sometimes I'll get into a, a chain of uh, liberal thought there, you know. And it's like these people are so far removed from reality, they haven't got a clue. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what kind of lives they've led, but, uh, you know, they're, they're certainly, I, I wish, I wish that, they could be shown. Maybe we ought to, maybe they ought to start having bus tours to Cuba. Maybe we should open Cuba up and allow, allow a bunch of these liberals to go down to Cuba and, and, and see how life is there and go down to Venezuela. Uh, right. Go to, go to China. I don't mean the tourist part of China. Go where people really have to deal with life in China. You know, right. the, the ugly parts or go to Russia. And not the tourist spots, but go deal with the ugly parts of Russia and see how you come out. 
see if that's what you want for yourself here. Because once, if they're successful in ruining this country, there won't be anywhere else for you to go. Because when America falls, then they're going to start working on all these other countries that are dependent on us having their back for all these years. Right. Great Britain, France. I mean, they already have their own problems, obviously. But these other places in the world uh, are going to, I mean, once America goes, so goes the rest of the world. Right. So, all right. Uh, Let me trip into this little story. I want to do this one because I was excited when I, I saw this story come out. And it came out, I think, on Thursday or Friday, the first time I heard it. But uh, it's a new story that broke a couple of days ago. And I can't believe that Democrats aren't pissed off about this. Uh, and I, I wish I'd tried to watch CNN a little bit over the weekend just to see if they're talking about it. But um, here's some headlines from a few of the publications that talked about this thing that happened, uh, this news that came out a few days a few days ago, this is from salon.com. I have no idea what that is. I don't know if it's a hair hair place or not, but it says FBI finds little evidence. January 6th insurrection was an organized attack huh. from the daily beast. FBI has found no evidence. Trump or allies organized Capitol riot from the hill.com. The FBI comes up empty handed in its search for a January 6th plot. From the outkick.com. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a karate studio thing, kind of sort of website. FBI finds scant evidence of any coordination on January the 6th. The National Review, FBI finds little evidence of organized plot. And from the Business Insider, Trump not directly involved in organizing capital riot violence. So they kind of left the door open just a little bit for everybody else, but they uh, says he's not directly involved. I just, I can't imagine too many Democrats are very excited about that news from the FBI. The very FBI that has, has, has dogged Donald Trump, you know, his, his entire four years in office. Right. Um, I mean, after all, the Democrats have been using January 6th as an excuse to further demonize Republicans and conservatives and, you know, us Trump supporters, if you will, uh, that their claim that Trump sent people. I've I've sat here and watched people on CNN and MSNBC. Some of these idiots up there say Donald Trump sent people down to the Capitol building that day, knowing what they were going to do. And he sent them down there to stop the steal by whatever means possible. Um, I've seen Republicans, you know, that this, this started, you had those, what, 16 Republicans jump ship on us back in January that, that said they agreed with the, with the Democrats. Oh yeah. It's horrible. Donald Trump is responsible for what these people did that day. So, but now the FBI has come out (laughs) It just shoots a big hole in their in their claim, and they can't be too happy about it. The FBI also said that what took place that day. Oh, let me let me do this. I, I had a special effect thing I was going to do here. Um, where is it? I got to find a decent drum roll. 
Oh, that's not it. Where's the drum roll, Dennis Lee? <laughs> Boy, that's that. Okay. Oh, there you go. Hey. Yeah. Whoa. The FBI also said that what took place that day. Hey. Was not an insurrection. So. Huh. I think that's got to be devastating to Democrats. And that is all that the liberal news media has said. Even now, when they refer to January 6th, they love to throw the word insurrection in there. It was not an insurrection. We never thought it was an insurrection. People were not trying to take over the government that day. People had no chance in hell of taking over the government. They even talk about, yeah, their goal was to capture, you know, get some hostages. <laughs> well, it depends on which ones they get, whether anybody would pay anything for them or not. But, right. you know, it's it was not an insurrection. And so now the FBI has basically taken all the wind out of their sails and said, uh, you know, and you and I were talking about this. Uh, were we talking about it earlier today or maybe the other day? Um, there's a lot of theories, a lot of conspiracy theory going around that there was various FBI personnel in the crowds that day that some people were said were spurring other people to go into the Capitol building. Now, uh, there are people who are saying now that they feel like the FBI is walking away from this and saying this was not an insurrection or this, you know, there was no organized effort that day. That was just more or less just what happened when a crowd of people got together and they were angry. Um, they want to get out of it because they don't want people digging in any further into if there were FBI agents in the crowds that day. So maybe there is a little uh, self-preservation in that determination of ours, you think? Could be. Could be. Um, so let me just, let me, geez, I'm having a little problem with my board here, Dennis Lee. <laughs> You're bored. I'm having, I said, I'm having a problem with my board. I can't pull up that stupid article. I got the one on that one and I got the one on that one, but I don't have the one on the other one. Well, okay. I guess I won't be doing that one then. Cause I can't, I can't pull it up anymore. But, um, anyway, that was the gist of the story that the FBI has determined that it was not planned to that extent, you know, they were saying stuff like the proud boys had plans to get in there and, and cause us chaos. And, um, there were other groups that were involved in, and making sure their whole, their whole goal was to go in there and capture people and hold, hold these people hostage until Donald Trump was reinstated as president. Can you imagine? I mean, what is this? Venezuela, Venezuela, Venezuela. Venezuela or Cuba. Do they think that actually the, the group of people, they would have just gone in there and taken them out <laughs> eventually. So it would have been all for nothing if that was their plan. Although there were some very 
disturbed people it looked like that got in there that day or people that just got out of hand got carried out by the mob mentality or the or the uh group mentality right uh yeah who would have thought that would be a good idea to have your picture made destroying anything in the capitol building or even sitting up there where Nancy <clears throat> Pelosi sits. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to sit in that seat anyway. New, no. I mean, no, you might have geez. get a bunch of Ben Gay on you or something. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm. Don't you think she uses Ben Gay? She could. Um, she could. Or maybe she just uses mentholatium. She's kind of cheap. So said <laughs> deep rub. Yeah, is that, that's the deep rather rub. spend that extra money on her uh, ice cream so <laughs> yeah. all right well that's i since i do not have the article but i will post it on <laughs> facebook i'll find it when i post the show tonight and uh, right. post it on there but it'll give you some details about the fbi report and what they've determined uh and i yeah I don't really, I mean, you probably listen to CNN. You probably catch the other channels more than I do. Have you heard anybody uh, upset about that? I haven't CNN in quite some time now. So. Really? You gave it up? Yeah, I was trying to be fairly balanced, but I, I, I try to pull it from other sources. CNN just is too much. There's no balance much. on CNN. No, <laughs> it's, no. it's a bunch of fascist. Mm. Crazy. Although they are they are shredding the president now, but um, you know, it's a little little too late there. Well, they don't have a choice. I mean, yeah. how in the world can they say anything good about him? All right. So, all right, Dennis Lee. Well, you know um, that uh, Trump rally just happened recently, um, like last night. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a, he's got a few things to say. Um, I got a little bit of a speech here. We had someone down in the crowd there. No, not really. Um, but we do have a do have a clip of the speech here. Let me see if I can load this up here real quick. Do you think that General Patton was woke? I don't think so. What do you think, Mike? Mike, was he woke? I don't think so. I don't think he was too woke. He was the exact opposite. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke. <laughs> Everything woke. It's true. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you us what you think. Back on, like. No. <laughs> he's, in a, everybody he, fired up. he's in Alabama, though, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've heard worse. Oh, yeah. And that's all it took. <laughs> <laughs> I got in a little trouble. I said that our women's soccer team was supposed to easily win, but they went woke, except for a few of them. I love those women that stood up and they saluted our flag. There were some of them. But the one with the purple hair, she didn't play too well. <laughs> she went woke. You can have her. You just watch Newsmax TV. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the one with the purple hair. <laughs> I don't know about that. I didn't. I didn't see that, so I didn't watch any of that. So, um, I don't know who the hell he's talking about. But uh, yeah, you know that's coming off an article from the Washington Examiner, who's um, 
Trump was saying that uh, it's the worst. It's our worst nightmare. Talking about the boxed exit in Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, what? Everybody knew that he was going to hit hard. But look, um, Biden just gave him all kinds of material to do that with. So, um, says President uh, Donald Trump called Joe Biden's exit a botched exit in Afghanistan, the worst night to fall to of Kabul to uh, the Taliban. Um, you know, they've criticized Trump and everybody else in the Republican Party has criticized Biden for this botched troop withdrawal, which who wouldn't? Um, the former president said the aborted drawdown, which has led to a desperate scramble by many U.S. citizens and allies to flee Afghanistan, was even worse than any of us could have imagined in our worst nightmare. Said He said Joe Biden was going on vacation as, Afghan- as Afghanistan was going to hell, Trump said Saturday night. Um, you know, this is what you get when you have weakness in the White House. You can't have weakness in the White House. They have to respect your president. We only had strength, the former president said, recalling the April 2017 U.S. launch of 59 Tomahawk missiles at Syria government airfield following the Syrian president Bashar al-Assad's chemical weapons attack on civilians. You remember that, Donald Wayne? Yes, I do. Yeah, well, then he said, you know, um, you think he's running the government? He's not running the government, Trump claimed at the rally. Uh, the former president reiterated uh, past criticism of woke generals, um, such as General Mark Ma- uh, Milley, recalling the general's participation in the incident at St. John's Church, where Trump posed with a Bible amid mass unrest over police-involved deaths that social justice groups allege were racially motivated. Millie was walking with me, he said, and the next day the radical left media starts calling you, uh, shouldn't, the uh, starts saying you shouldn't have walked. You shouldn't have walked instead of saying, I'm proud to walk with my president. Instead of saying that, uh, Millie wanted to apologize for walking with the president of the United States. Um, and we all remember that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, like he said, uh, Everything that these woke individuals are doing just keeps turning to shit, is what he said, um, <laughs> as you just heard. So, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, and then the rally on Saturday was also attended by several prominent members of the former president's entourage of support, including Mike Lindell and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, which both have had a lot of uh, dark clouds over their head through all this, uh, which induced, you know, um, but they they and they brought up impeachment resolutions on uh, Friday um, over the handling of Afghanistan with trooper draw, and a lot of people are talking about impeachment, or they're talking about like you, what you were saying, a court martial, which I don't know that like we, you said also that you can actually do because he's not part of the military, but he is the highest ranking official over the military, is he not? Yes, Commander-in-Chief. So, right. So I don't know. We'd have to get some kind of constitutional scholar in there to help us decipher what can happen there. But, um, 
uh, you know, and then and then all that Biden keeps saying is, look, I don't know how we could have gotten out of what we were we were going into. There was a deal that was made, and I was just going through with it. But the buck stops here. You know, all kinds of contradictions. You know, if you see a school bus full of children going down the road, and you're like, oh, look, look at that big hole in the road. They're going to drive in it, and everyone's going to die. Uh, would you just watch and be like, look, man, the hole was already there. <laughs> Everybody else knew about it. There's nothing we can do. Um, it's not my fault the hole's there. Not, yeah, not my problem. I mean, you know, I'm not over the school district. Um, and no, you don't do that. If you have information that would lead you to believe that this is going to turn into something that um, is going to affect uh, just an unhold amount of people, and it's going to involve people losing their lives, you know, you're going to make a change. Um, but then, you know, then you also got, did you see, did you see the picture that the Taliban did raising their flag using our own uniforms? No, I didn't see that. They're in yeah. our uniforms? Yeah. So remember, the, you know, you got the flag of, uh, the flag, the the picture, or the World War Two picture, or the, you know, the flag where the, um, Iwo Jima, soldiers, Iwo Jima, yeah, they were. Thank you, Donald Wayne. They're raising the flag. Well, the Taliban fighters are donned in our own military garb, and they're raising their, um, the uh, Taliban flag, their Islamic flag, over a certain spot, trying to recreate the actual picture um what a slap in the face you know and they do a lot of that they do a lot of uh of that you know propaganda to try and you know push people's buttons and say look you know we're we're victorious look how we ran them off you know and how could it not look that way we we caused them to drop everything and run look they left their weapons they left all this kind of stuff um, and, oh, and also, too, the Taliban are um, instant benefactors of all those rich minerals in the mountains of Afghanistan. They get that to play with, too. So you have that. Um, yeah, why in the these, hell weren't we mining that stuff while we were there for 20 years? Well, or, you, know who was, you know who was benefiting off of that? Donald Wayne, guess who? Which one of their neighbors was benefiting off of that? I bet what, you Pac know. Pakistan? Nope, China. Ding, 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 ding. Well, I know um, that China was was supposedly going to go in there now, but I didn't know China oh, had been there. Oh, they've been benefiting. I'm not saying they were there, but they've been benefiting off of that material in there. Now it's going to be even easier to get. Um, but here's a quick uh, little clip um, <laughs> from what the Taliban actually got from everything that we had to we left behind. Just hopping up out of there. This Taliban fighter no longer hold the familiar Russian-designed AK-47 rifle. Like thousands of his comrades in the streets of Kabul, he now bears the American-made M-16. In the rush to flee, the Afghan National Army left behind a trove of U.S.-made and bought weapons, as many as 2,000 armored vehicles and Humvees, at least 40 aircraft, including the Brazilian-designed A-29 Super Tucano close air support plane, scanned Eagle military drones, 
and Black Hawk helicopters. Introducing the Sikorsky Armed Black Hawk, the aircraft the world depends on as the preeminent multi-mission utility helicopter can now be equipped by the original equipment manufacturer or by AMROC, the Advanced Military Maintenance Overhaul Center, to provide attack helicopter missions. As the disaster unfolds in Kabul, those weapons add a frightening level of risk to attempts to extricate thousands of Americans still trapped in the city, while British and French special ops teams are known to be driving through the city to retrieve their citizens. The Biden administration has not yet done so. Is there a deal with the Taliban that restricts U.S. forces to the airport? No, there's no deal that restricts uh, forces to the airport, but Brett, that's where the mission is. Uh, the, the troops are there for really two things. One, to keep that airport safe and secure for people and for flight operations. And two, to make sure that those flight operations can go as unimpeded as possible with as few delays, no, as many aircraft but, as we can get but on. If the but British, if the British can take their paratroopers and they can get in vehicles and go get their people and get them to the airport, yeah. why can't the U.S. do that? If there is a deal with the Taliban to provide safe passage, why is it left to the Americans outside of that ring to get there on their own. Why can't we send vehicles to go get them? We, we, we have not seen uh, any great impediments uh, to the safe passage that the Taliban have agreed to facilitate. Americans are getting through those checkpoints and they are getting onto the base on the airfield and they are being flown out of, of Kabul. Uh, I won't speak to potential uh, future operations that, that may or may not be conducted. In an almost dark humor interpretation of the weapons seizure, one U.S. military official told Reuters, quote, ironically, the fact that our equipment breaks down so often is a lifesaver here. Helicopters require near nonstop expert maintenance. Others in the Afghan fleet are wrecked or gone as Afghan pilots fled in them to Uzbekistan. The Taliban's ubiquitous Toyota pickup trucks may be more reliable than the Humvee. This picture of a fleet of armored vehicles shows a few immobilized by flat tires. And the AK-47 rifle is so favored in the Middle East over the U.S.-made M-16 precisely because of its resistance to jamming from sand and dirt. Of greater concern may be the night vision goggles obtained by the Taliban, which could help neutralize attempts to extricate U.S. civilians in hours of darkness. Also of concern, the Taliban's acquisition of biometrics iris readers, though the Taliban may not have the databases needed to identify Afghan interpreters and others who aided the U.S., some fear that Pakistan could help with that capability. These are all short-term concerns. In the long term, to understand the future of Taliban rule in Afghanistan, one should look to the region's past. The future of Afghanistan is definitely going to be Pashtun on Pashtun violence. It's going to be more civil wars. It's going to be watching the Taliban very closely. With U.S. technology that far surpasses that held by the Taliban, Grinnell is confident that any immediate threat to U.S. security can be anticipated from half a world away, sparing U.S. blood and treasure. And I think with today's technology, what I've learned after being acting director of national intelligence is that we can do it uh, pretty good from afar. We don't have to be perfect in trying to uh, respond to uh, crises. What we have to be able to do is be perfect when responding to U.S. national security threats. Of greater concern may be the Taliban's close relationship with the powerful Islamic factions in neighboring Pakistan, a country that is nuclear armed. 
a country that is in a state of constant tension with India, another nuclear-capable country, all happening in a region which now lacks the stabilizing presence of the United States. Yeah, that's more than concerning. More well, than concerning. I, I've said it more than once, you know, at the very least, we ought to be doing flyovers and we need to target every piece of large equipment that we left there, you know, I'll destroy all the helicopters, destroy all the Humvees, and, you know, to make an excuse. Well, they break down so often. I don't know that I'd be bragging about that. You know, we're, we're giving our, our military people equipment that, that we don't care whether somebody else takes it or not because it's so unreliable. I mean, how, how encouraging is that? Well, yeah. And one could say that, look, it was the Afghan military who this was for, and that's what all that that's was left behind for. But we had Intel months and months in advance and even years in advance that said the Afghan military left on their own would uh, face uh, a rapid takeover. They, they just weren't capable of, of handling things on their own. I mean, they, they, they even had stories that, you know, hey, once payday hits, um, the Afghan soldiers would take off and you might not see them for a couple of days. Um, there were just, there was no consistency. And, um, you know, what we, I mean, we were there to do the work. They, they just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to know what's going through their head, but obviously they weren't concerned about taking over, um, and, and controlling their own country. Well, there were stories about uh, some of the Afghan army personnel were not being paid. And that makes me think about all those minerals they talk about that are going to be so beneficial for pe people like China. Why in the hell wasn't there some kind of organized effort to let somebody go in there and mine those things while we had control of the country, more or less, all these years, and let somebody you know, pay the Afghan government for rights to be for mining rights, drilling rights, whatever it is they're doing there and have some income coming into the country that way. Now we're going to leave it all to the Chinese. These are the, <laughs> you know, it just makes you wonder who, who was minding the store. Is it all about what benefits this group, a certain group of people in our government? And I don't know. I swear you could take take a group of uh, business leaders. You know that was the that was the thing about Donald Trump. You know a lot of people said, well, you know he wasn't presidential. He wasn't he wasn't a good politician. Well, he wasn't supposed to be a politician. We didn't want a politician. We wanted a business leader who knew how to run because the government is a business, more or less. And. Uh, these people just, they, it's almost like they run it for their own self-interest well, and, and, and give us crumbs. Right. And here's a, here's a, a last uh, quick little piece on that. Um, and I don't know if you saw this, where the foreign leaders criticizing U.S. troop withdrawal, and you've got someone who had uh, actually written a book about the wokeness in America and how it has weakened us. And here's what he had to say. Vivek Ramaswamy, a biotech entrepreneur and author of the new book, Woke Incorporated, 
That's also the title of his new Fox Nation special, which is available now. He writes in an op-ed, quote, Afghanistan was a ghastly display of how wokeness weakens America. Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, look, I think that there is exactly one way that President Biden could have addressed this exit from Afghanistan, and it was by issuing a credible threat to the Taliban that if you renege on your prior agreements, we will retaliate with total force, complete annihilation, and issue that as a credible threat. But he couldn't do it because he, as the leader of the United States, is obsessed with self-criticism. And the Taliban and our enemies know that even he believes he lacks the moral standing to use extraordinary force right when we need it most. Now, that's not the whole story. <clears throat> Actually, I think there's just a bit of incompetence here, too. There's a fighting season for the Taliban. The peak of the fighting season is the summer. Why didn't President Biden just wait till the winter when they retreat, when there's snow on the ground, when they effectively go into hibernation for the winter and the cold? The answer is he wanted to get ahead of the symbol of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Well, guess what? Now the Taliban flag is gonna fly over the US embassy on that year, on that year, 20 years after the day that those planes hit the Twin Towers. Our symbolism has come to mean more than what those symbols were supposed to symbolize in the first place. And that's what I mean when I think about the superficiality of the decisions. They reflect a lack of strength and fortitude and a fragility at home. And I think that fragility at home begets fragility abroad. Yeah, the, the administration seems to be betting that the American people are going to forget all about this by the time election time rolls around. But you have to wonder, I mean, we just elected our first female vice president. 15-year-old women in, or girls really, in Afghanistan are being forced into marriages with Taliban soldiers, and we have heard not one peep from the vice president. Yeah, that's really disappointing to me. So look, I dislike identity politics, full stop. But Kamala Harris has been unashamed about wearing the woman of color badge on her sleeve since day one of the campaign, since day one of her political career. This could have been her one opportunity to use that to strengthen America by telling the Taliban that we will not stand for the mistreatment of women in Afghanistan. She didn't do that. Instead, she has gone into hiding. She's nowhere to be found. Now, I will say that I think she is way in over her head on the job. And you know what? She hasn't been involved in the situation, but I think it's debatable whether that's a good thing for America or not. But I think it is shameful for her as a leader. I want to read for our viewers part of the op-ed that you wrote uh, in the New York Post on uh, August 17th. You, you write, the only way to have ensured an orderly exit from Afghanistan was to impress the fear of total decimation upon the Taliban. Yet Biden made no such threat. When the commander-in-chief of the United States obsessively criticizes our country, including by claiming, as Biden did, that systemic racism stains our national soul, Washington loses its moral standing to project strength abroad precisely at the moments we need it most. The Taliban exploited this grim reality to the fullest extent. Meantime, the Taliban is on Twitter, you know, proclaiming all sorts of things and mocking the United States, while the former U.S. president is not. What does that tell you, Vivek? It tells me that corporate America has turned its back on America. That was on display. The, the hypocrisy was staggering, where the Taliban could use Twitter to aid themselves in completing a military coup last week, yet the 45th president of the United States still cannot communicate with his followers using that same platform. And I will tell you, mark my words, corporate America will do the same thing when it comes to the day that China, China inevitably invades Taiwan. They will stand silently criticizing the United States 
will not say a peep about China. They might even help them. And I think that's one of the great dangers is our enemies have exploited this new brand of woke capitalism where companies criticize the US relentlessly, but stay silent about the true human rights atrocities committed by our enemies abroad. That actually weakens the greatest geopolitical asset of the United States of all. That is not our nuclear arsenal. It is our moral standing on the global stage. The Taliban understands that. China definitely understands that. And I think it is a threat from within turning corporate America effectively into a Trojan horse that undermines the moral standing of the United States. It's going to go from bad to worse in a hurry if we don't get a grip on it. There's no doubt about that. I mean, and as we were talking about earlier, Dennis Lee, you pile that on top of all, all the other crap that Democrats and liberals have been doing in this country for a long time now. They're, they're destroying everything. They'll destroy our country. They're destroying our reputation across the world. Maybe in an attempt to knock us down some notches or to isolate us from other, other people, um, other countries. I don't know. It's, it's, it, it wouldn't make sense to a reasonable person. The thing, the things that liberals support in this country, uh, it's like madness. It's like when Joe Biden became president. Of course, they talked about it all last year because of COVID issues that made made the roaches come out of the woodwork. But soon as Joe Biden took office, it's like it's one thing after another, rapidly trying to get these things changed, and people, you know, extremists feel emboldened. But then, what's encouraging? is if you look at the pictures of the people that showed up for the Trump rally last night in, in Coleman, Alabama, in Coleman, Alabama, no, no less, mm-hmm. uh, thousands of people out there in, in terrible weather. I don't know if it rained last night, but it certainly had rain on the radar, um, thunderstorms that were willing to go out there. You couldn't draw 30 people for Joe Biden or probably Kamala Harris. You might get a little bit more for Kamala Harris, but you certainly wouldn't for Joe Biden. So just knowing that there's that many people that are willing to get out there and still support, you know, the things that Donald Trump has, has tried to push, uh, since he's been on the scene, that's a little bit encouraging, but it's going to take a lot more than that group in Coleman, Alabama. We need we need that times fifty. Of course, he probably won't be making a trip to Hawaii unless he goes on vacation or something. But that's 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 the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope is that I know that there's a lot of people out there like us that are just absolutely fed up with all this crap yeah, that people are trying to turn this country into. And uh, I don't think that they're going to let it happen. Yeah. I, ho- I hope it's enough. Not too late. Yeah. Not too little, too late. So. Um. Well, it, it hinges on what they do next year. Right. It really hinges. It hinges on what we can stop. If we can stop them right now and not let any more of this crap pass, you know, if, if, if we can keep Joe Manchin and and, uh, and uh, Kristen Senna, whatever her name was, uh, from Arizona, 
cinema, 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 cinema like the yeah. movies. Like, uh, like a toast. If they can help us, just keep from, uh, you know, keeping the damage control going here and not go any further into the hole than we're in right now. Maybe we have a chance to change directions next year. Uh, I mean, historically, it always happens. I think that's why the Democrats are trying to push the new voting legislation through so they can have a bigger impact, so they can, you know, do away with um, all the things, all the restrictions that that just give them carte blanche to do whatever they want to do with the election next year, which is, is, is scary. It's absolutely scary the things they want to do as part of an election. Who would have ever thought that we would have some of the ridiculous quality sleep from sleep Don't you hate the pop-ups? Uh, yeah. That does it to me when I'm I got an article that I'm reading from and then all of a sudden the little pop-up thing ad just starts playing. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's we got to we got to stop the bleeding right now and then survive until we can get the election get into the election next year. Right. Um, and we just got to get rid of we got to get rid of some Republicans too, folks. We it's yeah, not yeah. it's not just liberals and Democrats we need yeah. to worry about. We've got people like, of course, this Adam Kinzinger has decided he's not going to run for re-election. That's which I think is a smart move because he probably couldn't get reelected anyway. But, uh, you know, the Mr. The guy that cried during the hearings uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Capitol riot, quote, riot hearings. Um, and, I, well, I'll just I'll just say that I may do that on a mini pod. I was going to talk a little bit about that, the uh, bomb threat thing that happened on Friday, which oh, I, yeah. I really haven't heard a lot of in the news. I but, I've been watching it all day. But uh, there was an article about uh, Kinzinger. He came out uh, complaining because some of the Republicans were saying, well, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal because the guy didn't have, you know, he didn't have. I mean, it wasn't wasn't that it wasn't a big deal, but he didn't have a bomb. So that was a good thing. But one of the. representatives and i think it's the guy from alabama uh brooks if i'm not yeah i think it says brooks uh said that he sympathized with anger directed at dictatorial socialism after the suspect threatened to blow up the library of congress that's what he was doing uh, on friday luckily he did not have any explosives so when brooks said you know he sympathized with the anger directed at the socialism then kinzinger uh Got got upset with him. Uh, let's see. Shortly after Roseberry, I see, tweeted at Brooks. He tweeted that statement. Golly, I can't find the part. Well, I'll I'll just do it on the uh, mini pod thing. But yeah, Kinzinger was uh, mad at some of the Republicans for even suggesting that people might have a reason to be angry enough to go to some of the links that some of them have been going to. Uh, 
but it's probably not going to stop. I got one more thing. So we were talking about the Afghanistan stuff. Somebody, uh, one of the interviews I saw, he said, Biden needs to be closing those bo- the southern border now more than ever and probably should restrict travel into the United States for a while until we're sure who all is uh you know, in route trying to flee Afghanistan. We have no idea whether or not some bad people are trying to leave Afghanistan and will come here and do harm. But um, the only only thing that this Afghanistan story has done, it's kind of, have you heard that much about the border lately in the last week? No, no, it's totally taken away from there. Yeah, it's totally, and I guarantee you the numbers haven't decreased down there on the border at all. But yeah, so some of these bad actors, they don't have to worry about sneaking in through customs. They just come in through the southern border with a group of people and say they're seeking asylum. Mm. It's, if you told me even before Trump got elected, I don't even, I I take Barack Obama back right now over this, this clueless guy. And Kamala Harris. Of course, Biden would still be back in there, but Obama didn't let him do much anyway, except uh, let Biden make a little money off his son. <laughs> that's just that's 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 been reported. There's I don't have any proof of that, but I'm right, just saying right. I'm just saying that's 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 the uh, word out on the street. Word on the street. All right, Dennis Lee, if you want to uh, say a few words. Okay, well, let's uh, we'll get this rolling here. Um, we definitely like to thank uh, all of our service uh, members and their families and our first responders and healthcare workers for everything that they do for us and our country. Even with all of this BS that we're going through right now, we couldn't get through it without you guys and we definitely appreciate you and thank you very much um and i'm gonna let that go while i'm going through this here too because it's kind of getting me um and make sure you're listening you're enjoying what you're hearing why don't you click that follow button up there on uh, you can see it right there i'm pointing to it right now click that follow button and you'll get updates on upcoming podcasts um and we appreciate the follows. And if you'd like to get to, to know us a little better on Twitter, you can do that by going to Tristalk WG Moon or um, Tristalk D Lee and leaving us um, your thoughts, concerns, or retweeting or whatever you want to do on Twitter. Uh, just try to be nice. Um, you can also email us with thoughts or suggestions about our show at Tristalk69. PTS at gmail.com. Um, you can send us uh, pictures as well. BP, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you can reach us on Facebook, and we appreciate you following us there as well. And we post all the articles that we use on the show, as well as all these shows are posted on there as well as pictures. And we appreciate that. Then you can also reach us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Playa FM. And we are on every night of the slapping week. Either with Tom, Wayne, and I, 
doing a show or the mini pods. And, um, you know, we greatly appreciate you listening to us. And don't forget, we haven't said a thing about it during the, um, during this podcast, but yeah, we do have a contest and we've actually tweaked it a little bit. Um, and it's going to take you listening to us on our live show this coming Thursday. So be sure to come join us, uh, when we do our live show, um, Thursday at 10 PM Eastern and, um, see if you can get into winning a copy, a signed copy. Well, by Donald Wayne and myself <laughs> of American Marxism by uh, Mark Levin. So uh, just another perk for listening to your boys over here at Trice Talk. But God bless you. We thank you. Uh, appreciate you being here. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, we love you. Yes, we do. And we, we do greatly appreciate you um, listening to our Trice Talk series, uh, our Trice Talk family of episodes, if you will, and uh, and we do appreciate those troops, those men and women who have given their all for our country and and our first responders in this country as well. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that make America great, and then there's the liberals. Uh, so for <laughs> Uh, let's see if I got anything to add to that. I guess not. I was going to do a little Arnold Schwarzenegger, Snigger, Snaker. Oh, Snaker. I wouldn't <laughs> do too much of that, I tell you. A little Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just That's getting just, worse. Uh, I don't know. Well, wait a minute. Now you Whoa. Just, uh, oh. All right, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna play him because it's such a stupid thing. You know, I I kind of was excited when Arnold was was governor of California, but I don't know what happened to him. He's somebody, lost his mind. Somebody get the chopper. Yeah, and not just to think about well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. After much deliberation. <laughs> Screw <laughs> your freedom. <laughs> wow. He, uh, I bet he said that at the White House, too. He was in the Oval Office. Yeah. This, this is this, what I would tell them, Biden. Yeah. He, uh. Screw your freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I wish right, I had yes. a way to play with that and screw you, Biden. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, it's, there's some company that's no longer going to support or do advertising or or use him for advertising or something or support some organization he has because of, of that, those words, you know, screw your freedom. That's crazy. What's happened, Arnold? You steroids finally kick in. Maybe he should go back to the motherland. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he he is. I mean, I don't know if he's a dual citizen now or not. All right, so uh, Dennis Lee and I'll be back together on Tuesday night. And don't forget, Thursday is our live show. And we'll have another Facebook Live coming up, I believe, in the next couple of weeks. Donald yes, Lane. yes, we're trying to organize that and uh, and <laughs> just see 
Oh, yeah. We'll have plenty of booze. Make sure that goes smoothly. Oh, yes. No <laughs> it seemed to be out of our mouth. <laughs> it seemed to be so entertaining the last time. Oh, but uh, and it's it's we, we look forward to that. So thanks again for joining us tonight. And I got somebody to get us out of here, I think. If you recognize that song, Dennis Lee. Well, I'm going to grab the lights on that one, Donald Blaine. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Everybody's talking at me. I don't care what they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. People stop and stare. I can't see their faces. Only the shadows of their eyes I'm going where the sun keeps shining Through the pouring rain Going where the weather suits my clothes Banking off of the northeast winds Sailing on summer breeze Skipping over the ocean like a stone. <laughs>